Hello, hello, and welcome back to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm Andrew Sweatman, and at Art House Garage, we love to discuss challenging films. We're actually in the middle of season five of the podcast, looking at contemporary Asian filmmakers like Bong Joon-ho and Hirokazu Koreeda. In fact, our very next episode will look at Koreeda's film, Shoplifters. Uh, another thing we love to do at Art House Garage, though, is support the local film community here in Arkansas. And one way we do that is by highlighting local film events, uh, filmmakers, and film festivals. So, there's another great film festival coming up, the Fayetteville Film Fest. This is the 12th annual festival, and it's coming up November 5th through the 14th. And like so many other festivals in 2020, the Fayetteville Film Fest will be all online this year. I'm joined today by the festival's executive director, Russell Sharman. Russell, thank you so much for joining me today, and how are you? I am great. And thank you for asking, and thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. I'm excited about the festival. Um, so yeah, t- tell me, and so if someone has never heard of the Fayetteville Film Festival, tell us what is, sets it apart from other festivals, and what criteria does a film have to meet to, to qualify for this festival? Sure. Well, like most film festivals, the only real criteria to to qualify is quality. Mm-hmm. But but I, I, I do want to really stress that uh, I think what makes the Fayetteville Film Fest special is from the very beginning, which was before my time, hmm. uh, the the festival has been dedicated to celebrating, supporting, and encouraging local filmmaking. Hmm. So while you know, in in some ways, this encompasses everything that we do, whether it's bringing in independent film to Northwest Arkansas uh, or celebrating local filmmakers, the, the idea is if we can bring those filmmakers to Northwest Arkansas, maybe they'll make their next film here, hmm. uh, or that we can sort of encourage the local community to collaborate, get together, network, um, which is of course going to be somewhat more of a challenge this year. But that is right. typically our focus uh, is is that idea of fostering that local film community. It feels like nowadays film festivals are almost like craft breweries. Every, <laughs> every region has one. Mm-hmm. And in Arkansas is no exception. There are, there are, it seems to me about a dozen now in yeah. the state. And I figure the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if each one can focus on sort of what makes their region special in terms of uh, content creation, then we could finally start to see more and more production come to Arkansas. I love that. I think that's great. And, you know, that's, that's so true. It seems like there's um, just film festivals popping up everywhere. Um, and people typically are kind of surprised if they're not from Arkansas. And I tell them, hey, actually, Arkansas's film community is, is growing and it's pretty exciting. Uh, I, so I long for the day when people aren't surprised to hear that, you know, that, that Arkansas it really is a, a good hotspot for film uh, here in the, the South. But uh, yeah, so how will the festival look different this year? You kind of alluded that uh, it's different. And I, I mentioned at the top that it is going to be, I think, all online. Is that right, that everything is online? And uh, what's the platform and how do we tune in? Sure. Yeah, it, it is going to be all online this year. And we really struggle with that decision. Mm-hmm. Again, as I've said, from the beginning, the mission of the festival, which used to be called the Offshoot Film Festival, mm-hmm. it was an offshoot of a of a local organization called Seedling Film. Uh, and the, went through a rebranding a few years back to become the Fayetteville Film Fest. But from the beginning, it's always been focused on the local filmmaking community mm-hmm. and this idea of creating and fostering that community. And that's really hard to do. 
online and we really struggle with whether or not we should even have the festival this year mm-hmm. but we thought the the first thing we should do is ask our submitters what did they want yeah. it, you know especially in this time if you if you've put your heart and soul into a film whether it's a 5 minute short or a 2 hour feature do you do you want it to be on an online platform do you do you crave that audience interaction which i know i do as a filmmaker i, I really miss that so we asked them what what did they want did they want uh, to wait until next year for hopefully an in person festival or uh, an online version and almost 90% asked for an online wow. event so we listened and that is what yeah. we are doing and we soon discovered that there were things we could do with an online platform that we've never been able to do mm. in a live event. Norm- normally our fest is, is fairly small. We sort of crowd it all into a, a three or four day weekend. And we realized, well, now we can sort of spread that out a bit and nor do we have to worry about overlapping programming. Mm, yeah. So we have more feature films than we've ever had in the history of the festival this year because of the flexibility of the online platform. Uh, and we're also able to do more live stream panels. We're going to have at least four live stream panels, again, focused mostly on the idea of film production in the state of Arkansas. Mm. So we're really excited about that. We hope to have some breakout rooms for people to interact with each other and with local production companies, uh, as well as our annual Fayetteville Film Prize, where we do a pitch contest. We're still going to do that. It's just going to be in a Zoom room instead of a live room. Uh, we've got a few other things planned, uh, but I'm actually pretty excited about the online version this year. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been interesting. You kind of see innovation happen there because it, logistically it does make a lot of things easier. We don't have to all be in one spot and uh, worry about hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, I think it's interesting to see kind of that trend and what might we hold over once things are kind of more back to normal what might we keep from this kind of thing is uh, i think yeah i think that's true for for a lot of things i I also teach film Mm. and and sort of learning the ways in which i suppose in some ways ironically we're we're interacting with a screen when we teach film (laughs) and somehow that's supposed to be a handicap when in fact there are ways we can really embrace it and use it to our advantage and the platform we're using which you you had asked is the platform that a lot of folks have turned to uh, Eventive is a platform that's been around a while for ticketing for festivals, and they very smoothly pivoted to a streaming platform that allows us to do all kinds of great things for our filmmakers, like do digital rights management so it's copyright protected and we can lock off the geographic regions where people can watch and just in case there's a distributor who wants to limit that. So it's actually been really flexible and really great, um, and I'm, I'm really pleased with the way that it's going to look. Yeah, that's great. I've used Eventive for a few things recently, and it's really easy uh, and smooth. And I watch on Apple TV, and they've got an app. It's really, uh, really simple and, and, and great in that way. Um, you mentioned the geographical region. Do you have to be in Arkansas to attend, or is there is there a limitation on that? No, the only limitation we've put on some of our programming is North America. So, okay. in fact, that's another benefit is that uh, you know filmmakers yeah. who in the past you know we we probably get uh, I would say at least half the filmmakers actually come in town mm. uh, which is great um, but because you know travel can be difficult and as you said earlier not a lot of people think of Arkansas as a hotbed of yeah. film production though we'd like to change that so w- one of the things that we've struggled with is getting filmmakers to actually come visit us when mm. when their films are in our program well now because it's online uh, I hope to get a lot more traffic to yeah. our content and then hopefully show them through our live panels and just the spirit of the thing that mm-hmm. perhaps they'd like to visit in person next time. And frankly, we're 
we're saving a little money this year by doing it online. We hope to pour that into hotel rooms next year yeah. and see if we can't get more folks to come visit. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, let's talk about some of the movies. So the festival is broken down generally into to narrative and documentary features and then narrative and documentary shorts. Um, so let's look at the narrative features. Is there anything that you're just especially excited about this year? Well, you know, it's like it's like your children. Not <laughs> right. that I have children, but I would never want to choose yeah, right, right, right. a favorite. <laughs> uh, they're all really great, uh, honestly. The, there's uh, the op- one of the things we've decided to do as well is even though it's all online, mm-hmm. we are still scheduling out that opening weekend as though it were an in-person right. festival. So mm-hmm. each film sort of gets a little glory uh, at a premiere date and time. Once it goes live, it will be available for the week. But the first film we have in the lineup is Electric Jesus, which is a kind of hilarious and very polished uh, <laughs> comedic feature about a heavy metal Christian rock band, oh, wow. uh, which is just fantastic. I'm excited. Um, I saw the title of that, and that really stuck out to me. It's like, oh, I got to make wonderful. sure I catch that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we've got a really sort of fascinating uh, quirky, interest, really interesting filmmaker uh, with a feature called A Dim Valley uh, that is one of those films that you kind of don't know what you're getting into. And then by the end, you're still not sure what you just went through, but it was fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we have uh, a couple of others. Um, one that's a local production from Fort Smith called The Rock of Gibraltar, which is sort of an incredible uh, feat that this uh, crew pulled off, this yeah. very rich film noir setting all shot in this really sort of uh beautiful high contrast black and white uh, as well as a film from canada called vagrant a kind of heavy uh, drama about a a man experiencing homelessness who befriends a dog um and it is quite moving those all sound great. I will say, um, I have seen one of these actually, Rock of Gibraltar. I happen to be good friends with the director, Michael Ferris, um, right. the, uh, you know, kind of backyard ridiculous home movies that he made in high school. I was often in those. <laughs> we went to high school together. <laughs> so I can recommend Rock of Gibraltar having already seen it. It is, uh, yeah, very stylish, very, uh, you know, dark and gritty. And it's just a great Arkansas story. So yeah, and that, that one I think people really enjoy um and so yeah you mentioned as far as the format of like there is a sort of a premiere time so you could sit and watch these all in order and have that festival experience if you want or you can go kind of on demand over the next several days and kind of take a a netflix approach to picking jumping around which i think is a really cool um way to do that uh well let's look at the documentaries what's happening in the documentary feature space this well this is where we got to go a little crazy which was yeah. really fun. Normally, we really have to limit these. We typically have three to four narrative features a year and two to three documentary features. Uh, but this year, we have, I believe, six documentary feature films, wow. uh, which is so exciting because we got so many great submissions uh, that we we could, we could really embrace uh, a large number of them, which was really fun. Uh, some of them, you know, are just absolutely devastating films. One called Dear Child uh, about um, children coming out of uh, very difficult experiences in Brazil um, to this really moving, poetic, beautiful film called Foreign Puzzle uh, about a Mexican-American choreographer, dancer going through breast cancer treatment and wow. uh, choreographing a, a dance uh, about that process. It's just gorgeous. Uh, as well as a, a really timely documentary called Hamtramck USA, which is about uh, the, the first city in America that is sort of predominantly Muslim and the local election 
for city council and mayor in that town. And, you know, I almost wish our festival was before the election so Mm -hmm. folks could see this because it is such a beautiful image of what democracy can and and should look like in terms of the way people run their campaigns Mm -hmm. and and why they run uh, and just sort of the, the pluralism uh, that I think makes America so wonderful. We also have a couple of, of great local documentaries. One that I know a lot of folks are going to be excited about. Uh, it's uh, Arkansas Rock and Roll Royalty, the the Kate Brothers. Mm, uh, yes. It's a documentary about the Kate Brothers with a lot of uh, concert footage, which is beautifully shot in a very high definition, rich, uh, beautiful 4K uh, presentation. And uh, and then we also have one from a local faculty here at the University of Arkansas. Um, called Indians, Outlaws, Marshals, and the Hanging Judge, which involves a lot of uh, dramatic recreations as well. So it's a little bit of a hybrid there. And then we also have a a sort of showcase screening, a a film that's actually not in competition, uh, but one of our board members uh, who who also lives in Oklahoma has brought in, which I am really excited about, uh, by a really gifted, extraordinary filmmaker named Sterling Harjo, called Love and Fury, where he followed four indigenous artists, uh, musicians mostly, uh, all around the world for a year and followed their artistic process. And it's it's also a stunner. Yeah, I love, there's a couple of music focused things. That's really great. I love a good music documentary. And then um, actually one of these I actually have already seen as well. And that is um, Indians, Outlaws, Marshals, and the Hanging Judge. I'm from Van Buren. And uh, so it's a lot of Fort Smith history in that one. And that mm-hmm. one was very interesting. So, you know, I grew up hearing this history, but I, I didn't really have all the context until watching that. So for local people, <laughs> I think that's going to be a really good one to watch as well. But these all sound great. And I can't wait to to partake and and try to watch all this stuff um that's great uh let's see is there anything else that we need to discuss about the festival anything that we haven't talked about yet or do you want to talk about short films um yeah what do you think well we have we have as we always do uh, a great lineup of short films both local and from around the country but one thing that I, a couple of things actually that i would want to stress uh, is one we decided this year partly because it's online partly just because 2020 has been a hard year for everyone. Mm-hmm. So all of our programming is available on a pay what you can model, which means if if you can't afford it, all of them are available for free. Wow. Uh, of course, we would love folks to, to show up and help support the festival as well as our streaming costs because it's not free for us, mm-hmm. but we want to make it free for anyone who chooses that. But we also have uh, something fun that I think this year, it's the Friends of the Fest All Access Pass, for $40, you can buy a pass that is convenient in the sense that it unlocks all of the programming so you don't have to go through the hassle of choosing each one. Uh, but you also get a nice little gift bag of, of festival swag as if as if you were here with us. If you support anything on Patreon over a year, you're going to spend more than $40. So that's, I think, a really um, a great price to, to get swag and everything else. That's great. Um, well, awesome. I hope uh, that everyone listening can can get in and at least catch a few things this year um that is starting november the 5th through the 14th and um that, what's the website that we can find all that information uh the website is fayettevillefilmfest.org uh, and you can also at that website not only see our programming by the pass uh, check out the streaming platform but you can also register for the fayetteville film prize uh, where you have the opportunity to pitch your short film idea in five minutes or less and could win $2,000 to make your short film. 
which is pretty exciting. Well, how exciting is that? That's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's the third it. year we're doing this, and uh, it's it's always a lot of fun. We'll see what it's like online this year. That's really cool. Well, thank you so much, Russell. I really appreciate you joining me today and filling us all in. Uh, we hopefully will have you. You can come back on the show anytime to just discuss a Hollywood movie if you'd like. I'd love to have you back. And uh, sure. I look forward to uh, the festival. Well, thanks so much. And thank you so much for listening to Art House Garage. We've got a few years worth of episodes now. You can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice. If you want to support Art House Garage, leave a rating or review in your podcast app, or you can buy an Art House Garage t-shirt at arthousegarage.com shop. You can stay in the loop about Art House Garage and the Arkansas film community by subscribing to our email newsletter by going to arthousegarage.com slash subscribe, or you can email me directly, Andrew at Art House Garage. And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Art House Garage in all those places. And that will do it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening and until next time keep it snob free